0: Trucking Trends with Crete and, of course, Tim Schaefer, uh, Tim Ashoff. (laughs) Tim, maybe I drank a thimble full of that Jack Daniel, uh, Tim. Tim Ashoff with Crete and Schaefer. Good morning and a belated uh, happy fourth. Was it a good weekend?
1: It was a great weekend, and maybe it was a little bit of that shell shock from all those fireworks going off in your neighborhood causing that, too, you know.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I was telling uh, Tim during the uh, news break there that I I walk every day in the neighborhood because I don't go to the gym anymore for obvious reasons, and there was a house about two blocks away that had twenty. I counted, I stopped and counted, I should have taken, I don't know why I didn't take a photo, uh, but they had 24 empty cases uh, for fireworks out for recycling. Man, I'm telling you, uh, that was something else. But uh, that's, uh, we've passed into the second half of the year now, and and, um, as you pointed out um, in the notes you sent down, First six months, whoo, man, what just happened? Next six months, whoa, we have no idea. <laughs> we kind of just caught him as head of a pin here, I guess, huh?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it, but when even when you think about it, you know, some of those days and, and weeks during those first six months of this year, it really seemed like they lasted forever. Uh, but when you look back, you're like, well, six months is over. I guess that uh, went a little quicker than you might think, and, and, and we survived. So uh time does uh, does get us does heal all wounds they say and get us through all challenges
0: well in, in, indeed and challenges also prevent uh I should say, well, maybe it does in some regards, but it presents some opportunities. And uh, we've had the challenges over the last six months. Looks like we're going to have some more. Uh, But there have been silver linings. Maybe you could point to a silver lining uh, that we have eked out of the last six months. Maybe something positive for drivers and the industry at large.
1: Yeah, I think we've seen a a number of silver linings. I think, you know, first off, uh, I think the general public's understanding of what drivers do each and every day and how important they are to everybody's lives across the country. I think that was one of the the overarching uh, silver linings to to remind the public just how important uh, all the truckers across the United States are to our survival, for that matter. And when uh, the country's in need and there are challenges who steps up um, each and every time it, it's the truckers, whether it's a you know, hurricane in a certain area or a flood or a, a snowstorm and recovering from that, or like what we saw now, you know, something that really impacted, impacted the entire nation at one time. Uh, who didn't stop out there? Well, it, it was the truckers who are out there continuing to, to deliver you know, food and products to, to neighborhoods across the country. And, and uh, you know, often I think we're kind of just uh, – we're out there, we're visible on the highways, uh, but we're sort of invisible to the importance uh, of what we're doing out there on the highways. And I think the public saw that, and I think that was a, a great silver lining. And, and that flowed then over, I think, and also to, to shippers and receivers, because I think they recognized that, wow, these drivers are really important. If we don't help protect these drivers and and use their time efficiently, we're shut down too. And so some of the things that the shippers and receivers did to not only keep drivers safe, uh, but to make their life easier, uh, I think has been a silver lining. You know, to start to getting drivers out of the middle of things that they shouldn't be in the middle of, like dealing with lumpers or having to have, you know, twenty five pieces of paperwork uh, with a load when you know really it takes a, a two page bill of lading and and we can deal back and forth with all the other details with our with our customers with the shippers and receivers and and so how do we make things more efficient? How do we make things smoother and, and really make the life of the driver ultimately easier at the end of the day? so you know some of the things we 've been working on for a long time uh, with shippers and receivers sometimes. Unfortunately, it takes something like, uh, you know, the COVID pandemic uh, to make progress on those things. So I I think those were a couple of really big silver linings uh, that we're still working on um, out there. But I'm afraid on on the first one, uh, the public forgets quickly. And so we have to, again, remind the public as to how important uh, all of you are out there. And that's something we certainly want to do day in and day out
0: we indeed we could have gone in fact we can view things in many different ways you can say we've had some challenges or you can say we made it through the crucible uh and have become stronger for it
1: absolutely and and i think you know that that really is the case i mean maybe another silver lining and i, I don't know I, I don't know that i want to call this a silver lining because i don't necessarily want it to happen again is that You know, we haven't faced, generally as an industry, uh, a challenge that impacts the whole country at one time. You know, we've talked about, I mentioned hurricanes and floods and snowstorms, but generally that's one area of the country that gets impacted, uh, you know, or, or two areas. Uh, r- rarely, well never I guess in my time in trucking have we seen something that 's really impacted the whole country, and how do you respond to that and and how do you ensure that that trucking still you know keeps drivers moving keeps freight flowing and I think we all learned um that that we can do that um, we had to do some things differently, um, but we were able to step up, drivers were able to step up, you know our mechanics were able to step up, work in a different environment our our office team members were able to work step up work in different environments. Customers were able to do that, and uh, so I think we learned if we ever face this type of situation again, we've learned from this, and we'll be even better at it um, but but that's something I hope we don't ever have to uh, use again in, in my lifetime in trucking at least
0: Here, here <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, When it comes right down to uh, where the rubber meets the road, uh, a lot of the roads have changed now because freight patterns have uh, been disrupted. Um, And I, I don't know if it's if it's Possible, to, how I don't know how quickly we can see the patterns uh, kind of get back to a normal. But what are you guys at Creighton Schaefer seeing as we, as we move into summer? Are we seeing freight patterns kind of getting back to say the way it was pre COVID or um, PC?
1: And you know, I, I think for probably 80% of the shippers and receivers out there, we're seeing those freight patterns get back to. I guess what's normal for now. Wow. Um, we do see, you know, retail buying patterns still being different, you know, more people are buying at the at the grocery store than mm-hmm. than at the restaurant, but but the uh but the freight in those channels are, are becoming normal for now, I'll call it uh, more than anything. Uh but we are still seeing some ups and downs and some challenges and things that, you know, maybe related to imports. Uh, some related to uh, manufacturing where, where maybe we, at times we still have part shortages or even labor shortages. Um, we are still seeing in some areas not as not as bad as it was, you know, six, eight weeks ago. But it, there'll be times where, where warehouses may have labor shortages because of, uh, you know, maybe COVID in an area or part of the country. And and so there's still uh, those challenges. But I, I'd say. Where, you know, just even three or four weeks ago, that might have been impacting, you know, 50 percent of our shippers and receivers uh, materially. Maybe maybe now it's down to 20, 25. So I I think we are seeing um, a little bit more of a normal. But at the same time, um, boy, if you ask me what next week was going to be like, I probably can't tell you. (laughs) It's uh, it's just still very volatile right now as to, you know, what is happening out there and, and things still are changing very quickly.
0: I, that number surprised me, though, 80% back to normal. Did that surprise you when you uh, put all of that uh, data together?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it, it did. But then I, I think the other thing I have to remember is that uh, I'm viewing, you know, the part of the industry that we are in. And, and as we've talked, you know, we're mostly in foodstuffs and consumer mm-hmm. packaged goods. So that that's stuff that uh, people are buying uh, right now, no matter um you know the times and, and what's, what challenges are out there, because we have to that 's what we need to to survive i i I know if I may be more in the in the automotive or or some other parts of the industry that that were probably not at that 80% level. To be fair, and that's a good good call out there from you, Dave. I I got to remember, I got to think broader sometimes in these <laughs> discussions, uh, and <laughs> not just so much focused on what we do. Because yeah, as I talk to some some other folks in the industry, and, and we even have a few customers that are in in those areas that those are the ones that are probably more on that that, that 20% uh, out on the fringes. So if I'm a if I'm a driver and that's all I haul, or if I'm a you know a company and those are my core customers. I would give you much likely a different answer. It might be still you know forty to fifty percent back to normal in in those areas.
0: I've mentioned this several times over the past year or so in, in different said in, in different topics, I guess you might say, but and I'll go back to it here to lead up to um, something that I thought maybe you might be able to uh, give some insight into, and that's this. Back when I was a kid, used to get the comic books, you know, and in the back of the comic books there would be a lot of those little ads for the sea monkeys and the x-ray glasses and, and all of that stuff, the dribble cups. Remember dribble clubs, uh, you'd give somebody a drink of iced tea, and next thing you know, it's <laughs> Yeah. all over uh, but there was a book a little book look god i wish i still had this thing it was called adapt or die and it was um uh by a um a, a military type of uh, author uh and adapter that was a self-defense kind of course but it was also about um, being aware of your situation and uh and being able to uh to assess a situation quickly and understand where you are and what's up and uh, what could happen and how to prevent a problem. It was a pretty good little book, Adapt or Die. Um, going back, and let's stay in your segment right here now. Um, what is the how, what do you think um is the underlying factor that was able to get this sector of food prepackaged consumer goods that create and safer handle what about um the motivation there is it that Everybody pretty much uh, got down to reality and said, "Okay, here's here's what we got to do, and here's what we're gonna how we're gonna do it. Throw the old rule book away. This is new. We're now it's happening, and uh, let's just get her done. And that get her done uh, stand, I think, uh, is much more important now than maybe ever.
1: I, I think that's absolutely right, and I think what what really got it done was." Um, couple things. One, our, our communication and teamwork with our customers and understanding where are we at? So uh, where are we at with respect to our driver uh, availability, their their safety, what we're doing to keep them safe, keep them flowing in that supply chain? And then us understanding, well, where are you, where are you at as a customer? How's your supply chain? How are your things going? And, and what, what I think the companies that were successful were the ones that realized this comes down and it's still all about the people. Because if we don't have good people that are able to do their jobs and do them safely, nothing happens. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sometimes we look at uh, customers and they're focused on their product and, and their manufacturing and, and their, mm-hmm. you know, their their equipment and those lines. But none of that works if we don't have people and we don't have people in an environment that are safe and working together. And I think the the companies that focused on that right away, how do I keep my people safe? How do I communicate with my people? How do I give them the confidence um, that we can work together and get through this? Um, Those companies that quickly turned to that, I think were were the most successful. And thankfully, we have a lot of good partners that that were like us in that, and uh, we were able to work with them and uh, keep product moving and, and store shelves stocked.
0: Tim, you led us right to the uh, next area of discussion here. We'll take a real quick break. But when we come back, let's talk about people. Let's talk about the drivers, the people behind the wheels of those trucks out there. Uh, What should drivers think about? as they assess the strength of the industry and their own careers in trucking. And I know you guys are so driver-centric there at Crete Schaefer Hunt. Uh, Why don't we open our discussion uh, back with that when we come back from a quick break. (music) Trucking Trends with Tim Ashoff from Crete Schaefer underway. Um, so, uh, Tim, uh, I know uh, you guys, you always wind up talking about drivers, whether we're planning that or not. So, uh, in this case, uh, it's a formal question. What should drivers think about as they assess the strength of the industry? And what about their own careers in trucking? And I know you hear from a lot of drivers, so we'd love to hear what, what some of the folks uh, in the trucks are saying to you as well.
1: Sure. You know, I think uh, trucking's still a great industry. It's still a great uh, career for people. Um, we all know that, uh, and this uh, pandemic pointed out that that trucking is so vital to uh, our country, to our economy. Yes, there are different segments, as we've discussed about, that are stronger than others. Some that go up and down, but I think it it just r- reminds drivers of the importance of if I'm making a long-term career decision in this industry. Um, you know who do I want to hitch my wagon to so to speak and and even as an independent owner operator out there you know what type of freight do I want to segment myself in and and what I want to haul um, and and then kind of varies on your spectrum of what risk are you willing to take. I mean, if you're like us and we we got in consumer package goods and food stuff, we kind of know that no matter the market, no matter what's going on, that's going to be a constant, and I'm, and that's good for long term careers. Now, maybe the up the highs aren't as high at times. Maybe uh, you know if you're an independent contractor, maybe if you're hauling something else, you can make a little bit more money. Uh, but maybe uh, when the challenges are are there, like we're facing today um you know when maybe spot market rates and stuff are really low um, then you 're you 're up and down volatile, uh, but there 's plenty of things out there I think in the trucking industry to find that constant and find something where you know that you 're going to stay busy year after year, relatively busy so to speak year after year, and you know provide a, a good stable income for your family so I think that 's out there in trucking, and I think finding that right uh, niche so to speak um, that fits you and and fits your your risk tolerance as a person and and um, you know how you want your career to go is there. But as with anything else, you know, be ready for things to change. Um, you know, you've seen it over over decades, I hate to say, Dave, uh, things change in trucking. And so you have to be willing to adapt at the same time. Um, but if you are, you know, adapt, but stay true to that core, you you will be successful and have a good career in trucking.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've talked about the overall uh, state of affairs. We've talked about the customers, the shippers, uh, and what they're doing to, uh, to to retool, in a sense, in terms of how they. Uh, by and large, are treating drivers for one thing, and then, of course, uh, getting, uh, getting commodities uh, rolling, food stuffs and everything. Uh, talked about the drivers themselves, but what about the trucks themselves? A lot of disruptions on the equipment side of the industry tractor-trailer uh, manufacturing, uh, but, uh, Tim, what do you see in terms of uh, availability of equipment, say, through the end of the year? And I know that that's a real minefield to try to walk through.
1: You know, it is. You know, we are seeing some more consistency from from our manufacturers, um, production has uh, increased. We are started, starting to get trucks at a more steady level, still not as uh, as consistent as we'd see in the past. Um, so that's a good sign. I think that, you know, the couple of things that, that I know they still face as challenges is um, while trucks may be uh, some of the parts made in the U.S. and assembly happening in the U.S., some of those parts are still coming from other parts of the world, whether it's, uh, you know, Mexico, China, um, you know, Korea, uh, just other places in the world where those those parts come from. Uh, so they're they're facing some challenges. So if uh, a plant in uh, Mexico, for example, gets shut down because it gets hit by COVID, and that's a that's a part, uh, we may have a truck, you know, 95 percent done, but we're still waiting for that one part. So some of those ch- challenges are still out there. But those two are getting better. We are seeing more consistency, so I think that's a positive, um, not only just for us uh, as you know in the industry, but I think us as a, as a nation. If if we if we see manufacturing get more stable uh, like this, um, that'll help us you know recover from from where we're at. And and I think the other thing, just even beyond the equipment manufacturers, um, you know, you, you hear about well, will there be a second wave, or are we through the first wave? I think what we're seeing is so many of our customers and so many manufacturers have learned uh, over the last few months what they need to do to continue to operate, um, regardless of the condition. And so I'm hopeful that should things uh, maybe uh, spike here a little bit uh, with respect to COVID or there is a second wave, that the disruption we saw um, in, you know, March, April, May of this year um, will be much more limited should we face that situation again here in the coming weeks or months.
0: I think if the realization uh, comes to bear that, well, we can't get back to where we were in January, um, but we are steady as we go. Consistency at this point, I think. Uh, At this point, I guess consistency might be equated to reliability in terms of, yeah, we're, we're not at full strength. We're not, we're, we have some delays, but here is our new timeline. And we're going to be able to be consistent with that because if they're consistent, you can be consistent. And if you can count on, you know, uh, the unexpected is what business hates the most. And p- business hates surprises. People love surprises. Business hates surprises. So, um, it would be better to go at, uh, a quarter throttle than at full throttle knowing that we can keep that quarter throttle going we ain't going to get to the 50 percent or the 100 uh, percent speed at this point so let's not even go there is is that kind of the way uh you and and some of the folks you talk to see it
1: yeah, I, I think so, and I think it, it's it's starting at a quarter, but then how do we each you know each week, um, each month you know throttle it up a little more and, and remain consistent and and have that steadiness versus the the volatility. Hey, plant's open today, but it's shut tomorrow. Um, yeah. And the good thing is is when I when I did mention earlier where I that's big part of what I'm I'm saying we're about 80% back to normal. You know there were. There were days and and weeks there where we'd had customers, um, not because they wanted to, uh, but they just had to say, hey, I've got to cancel those 15 loads you're picking up for me at this plant tomorrow because we have to shut down. And, and and I think that was maybe the underlying point I was trying to make is those those plants have learned how hey if I have a situation I don't have to shut down the whole plant uh, I'm able to work or work around it and keep my people safe at the same time Maybe you're right Maybe I'm not producing it at um, you know 100 percent but I'm I'm producing at 60 percent and that's better than than 100 and then zero and then 75 and zero and and that so I think we have gotten to I hate to call it but uh, almost a, a new baseline normal here uh, for the times.
0: Yes, you're right. You do hate to say it, but a a baseline is something that you can pretty much depend on and stand on, so it's better to have something to stand on than this roller coaster ride that uh, we were in for a a, a little while uh, because uh, steady as she goes uh, wins the race. Ask any turtle.
1: That's right, and uh, <laughs> just just keep going is what we want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tim, thank I wish we could keep going. We're out of time here, as always. But thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you soon.
1: Great talking to you, and everybody, be safe out there.
0: Tim Ashoff, everybody, President COO of Crete and Schaefer Crete Carrier, Schaefer Trucking.